0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: Becoming a grandparent can be a life-changing event. And the changes can be both psychological and therapeutic. We'll have the story.
2: This propels you in a whole unexpected direction. And it says the future's different now. And this person is central. It's a person deeply in your life. That changes everything. Then... New
1: technology constantly reshapes our world. A futurist says tomorrow's innovations will usher in decades that will be life-transforming.
2: I'm off the chart optimistic, and a lot of my optimism comes from history. The beauty of technology is that it keeps increasing our choices without taking away very many of the old ones.
1: Those two stories and more are all ahead on this week's InfoTrack. Stay tuned. The show begins right after this.
0: InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.
1: Here's your host, Chris Whitting. America's baby boomers are at grandparent age, and our next guest says it can be a remarkable time in one's life. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest
0: is Leslie Stahl, longtime 60 Minutes reporter and now the author of Becoming Grandma, The Joys and Science of the New Grandparenting. I think the title of your book brings two questions to mind. The first is, is there science behind being a grandma?
2: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of science. First of all, why are there grandmothers? With most animals, we just die when we can no longer reproduce. So why are there grandmothers at all? And it turns out that humans have grandmothers so that we can babysit and we can help raise children. So it is within our makeup, human makeup, to have grandmothers and grandfathers, same thing, involved. And when they're not involved, it's not healthy for anybody, not for the grandparents and not for the babies particularly. And then the other science is really the biochemistry of what happens to us physiologically And neurologically, when we become grandparents, and it turns out our brains get rewired. And we talk about falling in love with our grandchildren. We use those words. It turns out we actually do fall in love. We do. So I found that out. I loved it.
0: That's very believable. The other thing in the title of your book is new grandparenting. So how do you think grandparenting has changed from previous generations?
2: Well, you know, grandparents today, most of us are baby boomers. And baby boomers have changed everything. First, we're so huge as a group, and we're so healthy as a group. And as a group, we also have more money than people our age ever did before. And all those factors come into play in making us, and I put this in quotes, younger grandparents than grandparents used to be. And they're in quotes because chronologically, we're really not. Chronologically, truth be told, we're older. But we act younger, we feel younger, we're actually healthier, and everybody knows we look younger. You know, grandmothers don't have gray hair anymore. Mm -hmm. We're all blonde. (laughs) That's a fact of life. And so the fact that we have more money and the fact that we pretend we're younger has changed the way we grandparent.
0: Was there any sort of a cultural taboo in writing about being a grandma?
2: Well, some people told me. Friends said, you know, you'll be marking yourself as old. And the first thing to know, before I take off after that notion, is that the average age of the American grandmother is just 50, and the average age of the American grandfather is 54. So the truth is, most grandparents are not old. And I'm putting old in quotes, too, because I just finished saying, we don't feel old, we don't act old. But there is a stigma, and I really want this book... To dispel that, I want this book to say stop hiding the fact that you're a grandparent because people do. They're afraid of what that connotation is. And that's ridiculous.
0: If you had to pick maybe one or two things that truly changed your life about becoming a grandmother, what would it be? (sighs) (laughs)
2: So many. First of all, it gives me and all other grandparents a whole new direction in our lives. We've been in a groove. Usually, and often, and particularly with me, it was a good groove. I liked my life. But this propels you in a whole unexpected direction. And it says the future's different now. You have somebody to play with. You have somebody who you really care about. You have somebody you love that wasn't ever there before. And this person is central. It's Not like somebody off in the wild beyond her. It's a person deeply in your life. That changes everything. It makes you happier. It actually makes you healthier. All these things are true, documented. I think it changes your relationship with your children, particularly mothers and daughters. Not sure it's necessarily the case with a daughter-in-law, but it is the case, generally speaking, there's always exceptions, but generally that, that mothers and daughters get closer, which is always nice.
0: Our guest on InfoTrack is Leslie Stahl, the longtime reporter from 60 Minutes and now the author of Becoming Grandma, the Joys and Science of the New Grandparenting. I would guess that becoming a grandparent certainly affects men and women differently. Did you explore that?
2: I did. I explored it. And it's slightly different. But the differences are small. Grandfathers fall just as madly in love with these little creatures as grandmothers do. Maybe a little different physiologically, but nevertheless, they are as intrigued, as charmed, as permissive with them as grandmothers are, as indulgent. Both grandparents never say no, ever, to their grandchildren. Grandfathers who take care of their grandchildren, grandfathers who are the nannies, are just as madly in love and talk in a language that is just so unexpected in the man because they get soft eyed <laughs> I don't mean they get pudgy or anything I mean they get soft eyed mm-hmm. their voice gets soft they gaze at the grandchildren in such a loving affectionate way and it could, could be that their own children look at them and say dad who are you <laughs> what happened to my father <laughs> you know who was so tough with me so grandfathers go through the same thing essentially
0: You also write about a disturbing and sad topic, and that's that many grandmothers are denied access to their grandchildren. Is that common?
2: It's surprisingly common and breathtakingly sad. Can you imagine? I can hear by your voice that you're not a grandfather, but can you imagine a grandparent not being allowed to see their own grandchildren? This happens so much, and it's so unhealthy for the grandchild. Obviously unhealthy for the grandparent, but yeah. it's unhealthy for the grandchild not to have their grandparent in their lives. The children, when they get a little older, are more likely to confide in a grandparent if there's trouble, if they're unhappy, than in their own parents. Everybody needs somebody in their life, everybody, who loves them unconditionally. sees no fault, those are grandparents, it's both sad and it's horrible when grandparents are not allowed to see their own grandchildren. Now, every now and then there's a good reason. I'm not going to deny that if a grandparent physically abused children, psychologically abused children, I mean, if there's really a good, solid reason to keep a grandparent out of a child's life, fine. But I found way too often that it was really some grudge left over from a person's childhood that was silly, you know, Mm. on the face of it.
0: I've never thought of this before, but you also write about the, maybe it's a good-natured competition, but a competition between maternal and paternal grandmothers to be the most
2: liked. Oh, yeah. That green-eyed monster, you know, jealousy. This is an emotion that people can't control. And it does rear its little head over grandchildren, and it's there. It's just kind of insidiously there. We don't like it. We don't want to be like that. We don't like that side of us, but it's in there. And when I've brought it up with grandparents, they get the sheepish look like, well, yeah, I don't even, I'm ashamed. I don't want to admit it, but yeah, you worry about that. Do the kids like them more than they like us, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And I interviewed my daughter's in law, her mother in law, about this. So we had a very frank and unbelievable conversation. And it's kind of a breathtaking conversation to have between the two grandmothers where it gets out on the table.
0: You may have already touched on this, but what advice would you give to an expecting grandparent?
2: Make up with your kids. You know, make sure your relationship with your daughters and sons is healthy because the last thing you want is to have them say to you, Nah, don't come over next week. You know, you don't have to come. We want to be there. You want to be in your grandchild's life. So if your kid is expecting, make sure the relationship is
0: good. Wonderful advice. Leslie Stahl, the longtime 60 Minutes reporter and now the author of Becoming Grandma, The Joys and Science of the New Grandparenting. Leslie, do you have a website for this?
2: I'm telling people to go to my website at 60 Minutes. Go to 60minutes.com and then look for me.
0: All right. Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack.
2: Thank you.
1: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, the remarkable technology that will shape our future. That story, coming up. You're listening to Info.